the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. I hope you're having a great Tuesday afternoon. The number is 888-528-2557, And you can also send me an email at pastorscott at kkla.com. You know, one of the things that we try to do in our show is take a look at the issues of the day and look at them from a Christian perspective. And part of that, part of that has to do with really trying to call balls and strikes when it comes to issues that are political or issues that are controversial as best that we can. Sometimes it's opinion, and sometimes we are looking at what is actually true. And I think that's a big deal for any of us. Any of us should do that, but Christians for sure. We should be on the side of truth, even if that truth doesn't fit our political you know, persuasions of different things. Exactly. Just like that. And, you know, so uh, let's talk about some of uh, the Durham report and uh, what came out related to that. Now an investigation that's four years in the making, and uh, we finally have the conclusions, uh, more than 300 pages uh, released by the Justice Department. Now uh, it has now been uh, transmitted to members of Congress who also are going to want to bring John Durham in. Uh, to uh, to review some of the findings, but the bottom line is this: the uh, the investigation found uh, that the FBI failed in many many ways. Things that we already knew from a previous uh, Inspector General report, and I'll read you just a part of it uh, uh, of John Durham's conclusion. He says, based on the review of Crossfire Hurricane and related intelligence activities. We conclude that the department and the FBI failed to uphold their important mission of strict fidelity to the law in connection with certain events and activities described in this report. That was CNN reporting yesterday afternoon as the Durham report was released. The Durham investigation, which led to this report, is in 2019, U.S. Attorney, the U.S. Attorney General in the Trump administration, William Barr, asked for a federal prosecutor uh, to investigate uh, the investigation. They wanted to investigate why was there an investigation into Trump-Russia collusion if there was no Trump-Russia collusion? And why do you, why did this happen at all? And I think it's an important thing that was investigated because we cannot have, we cannot have presidents come into office and be investigated for things they didn't do. And in this particular case, there wasn't even any evidence. Now, we have investigations going against President Biden and his family, and, you know, we're not talking about that at this moment, but, you know, I know it'll come to mind. And the thing is, it's important is that whatever your thoughts are about the Trump stuff, you also got to be consistent with the Biden stuff. 
there is evidence of, you know, maybe unethical behavior, but not proof yet that the Bidens have done anything wrong. It just looks bad that nine members of their family are taking money, apparently, and there's a bunch of shell corporations and other stuff Congress reported on. But my thought of it is we need to stop just going after the president unless we got some kind of proof that really this is um, causing him to... Uh, adjust his policies against these countries. And the Congress right now needs to expedite this and either make charges or get rid of it because it hurts the country to go after it. In Trump's case, and maybe you haven't heard it because even even today, if you're watching the news, maybe you haven't heard much about it or maybe you got a throwaway report. And I've looked at all the different alphabets in the different places, alphabet news organizations. And, you know, in the LA Times this morning, it wasn't even on the front page in a very tiny box at the bottom. It said Durham report released, uh, you know, Trump uh, FBI shouldn't have investigated. Then you have to go to page five to find the story. And the story was an Associated Press story that is really uh, one sided and hardly gets into some of the details, leave some of the things that we already knew but it doesn't get into some of the stuff. I couldn't even find it in the New York Times. It's probably there. It just wasn't showing up on my app. And then you have different things from different stations. CNN, Jake Tapper, uh, made this statement. Regardless, the report is now here. It has dropped. And it might not have produced everything of what some Republicans hoped for. It, It is, regardless, devastating to the FBI. And to a degree, it does exonerate Donald Trump. Now, in short, now that's Jake Tapper on CNN, okay? That's not a Fox News guy. And I think that's important. Right. It's it's important when you perceive left wing news reporting something that maybe helps the right or right wing news reporting something that helps the left. That's not a guarantee for what might be true, but it's it's something right. It's some it's a reason, I think, to watch all. It doesn't give everything the Republicans would have liked. The Republicans want prosecutions of Hillary Clinton and other people uh, related to that story. I'll tell you why in a minute. The report says there is not enough evidence to to say that anybody should be prosecuted. And Jim Comey, who was the director of the FBI, is already fired. Hard to say. And most of the people who are involved are no longer working there. But this is not a good story. This is not something that is good. Can I? But I will tell you something good. Regardless of whatever side you're on in this, and you can call and give me your uh, two cents if you'd like to join the conversation. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. It is a good thing. Listen, Whatever you think about Donald Trump or his four years, whether you're for him or against him, whatever your feelings are, and people tend to have strong feelings about Donald Trump one way or the other, it is a good thing for our country that the investigations have found that there is no collusion between Donald Trump and the Russians. That is good. We don't want that. We don't want it to be true that any president had some kind of scheme going on with a foreign power, especially an adversary. We don't want that to be true, Democrat or Republican. We don't want the worst things that are being said about Joe Biden right now and China and Ukraine with regard to payments to his kids and things like that. We do not want there to be anything criminal, right? It's You should not root for that because that's bad for the United States that the president would be a criminal. It's not something – it looks bad. There's ethical questions. There's lots of stuff. But it's not good for the country if our president uh, is making criminal deals with other countries. And maybe those things are happening. Maybe they come out. But that's going to be a sad day if that happens. It's a good thing that this is something – and this doesn't mean that Donald Trump isn't guilty of something else. And There's always all the whatabouts. 
it's funny because whenever I whenever I criticize Trump, I'll hear from some people who wonder why I support Biden or if I criticize Biden, then I must be all about Trump. It's just balls and strikes, folks. We just want to deal with reality. We want to try to deal with the truth of fallen people who do become our leaders, whether we like them or not. And it's important that they do as well as they can do. And it's frustrating when they're not. It's also frustrating when there's a bunch of investigations going on, and in Trump's case, constant ones, that so far turn out to be nothing. And the, the Russia one is probably the worst. It is the one where when you read this report, what came out from Durham is that there was no reason even to investigate. There should have been no investigation at all. That's what the report ultimately says. There's a whole lot in it. Some of it's not really new. You know, the Mueller report, remember that, and the special counsel and all that? People on uh, the left will say, well, he didn't exonerate Trump. It said he made no conclusions. And that's true. The Mueller report does not make any conclusions. He did it or he didn't do it. It doesn't say that. But it did make this finding. It says the special counsel found that Russia did interfere with the election, but, quote, it did not find that the Trump campaign or anyone associated with it conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in these efforts, despite multiple efforts from Russian affiliated individuals to assist the Trump campaign. It's important to know that the story didn't happen. And what we learn with the um, uh, the internal report that came out last year and now this Durham report is that there was no reason that there should have ever been a Russia investigation on this. I think there should have been a Russia investigation on why are you trying to fool around with our elections? Like we should all be outraged on both sides about that. Why are you doing that? There seems to be evidence that that happened. There doesn't seem to be evidence that it worked, but there does seem to be evidence that Russia has tried to play us against each other, and maybe that is working. We should be investigating that, and we should be doing it in a united fashion, Republicans and Democrats and everybody. We're not doing that because we've become all about Trump, and it's either get Trump or defend Trump, and that's kind of where this came out. Um Meantime, we've been hearing over and over again, and if you've heard you know, that the president, uh, President Trump colluded with Russia, you've probably heard this over and over again from many people. This is John Brennan, former head of the CIA, testifying in 2017. Did you see evidence of collusion, coordination, conspiracy between Donald Trump and Russian state actors? I saw information intelligence that was worthy of investigation by the Bureau to determine whether or not such cooperation or conclusion uh, was taking place. That doesn't help us a lot. What was the nature of the information? As I said, Mr. Gowdy, I think this committee now has access to the type of information that I'm alluding to here. It's classified, and uh, I'm happy to talk about it in a classified session. And that would have been directly between the candidate and Russian state actors? That's not what I said. I'm not going to talk but, about any but individuals. Qu- but that was my question, and, and, and you answered it. You didn't answer it that way. Uh, no, I, yeah, I responded to your query. Uh, I'm not going to respond to particular elements of your question because I think it would be inappropriate for me to do so here. John Brennan was famously on all of the news stations, uh, mostly MSNBC, saying that there was all this evidence, that he had seen evidence. Here he carefully, I think, in his testimony says, I have seen things that, in my opinion, means there should be uh, an investigation. You have to, You have to hear that. Going back, and I was listening to it, A lot of people said at the time there is a a tiny hedge going on. Here's Nancy Pelosi. Uh, This week we saw cold, hard evidence of the Trump campaign, indeed the Trump family, 
eagerly intending to collude, possibly. She says possibly, which I thought was odd, because there is no evidence. That is what this report and the others have said. There's zero evidence. This is a quote from the Durham report. The FBI discounted or willfully ignored material information that did not support the narrative of a collusive relationship between Trump and Russia. At the time of the opening of Crossfire Hurricane, Crossfire Hurricane, if you hear that, that's the name of the FBI investigation into the Trump-Russia thing. The FBI did not possess any intelligence showing that anyone associated with the Trump campaign was in contact with Russian intelligence officers at any point during the campaign. Now, this, the reason this matters, it's not just because it's a president. I want you to think about it. What about you? This can happen to you. If this can happen to a president, because some people didn't like the president, that's why this happened. Some people personally didn't like Trump. They didn't vote for him. And uh, that's what it said. Here's what the report said against the deputy assistant uh, for counterintelligence, Peter Strzok, probably heard his name. He's the guy who opened up this investigation. Uh, it said this. Um, he opened up the, the investigation and it says struck at minimum had pronounced hostile feelings toward Trump. And it makes the case that there was no case to be made, but that this was political in nature coming from the FBI. What if this is you? What if you share your faith somewhere publicly at a school board meeting or you share your faith at um, some public function or on your Facebook page or someplace and we reach a point in our society where whatever it is you said is now unacceptable and some enemy of yours decides they're going to pressure you into something. Let's say you're up for some job or you've got something coming and there's going to be some investigation. Can they just open an investigation with no reason? with just a rumor, with just something that somebody said. See, that's what happened here. This is a huge deal, and it needs to be a huge deal for everybody. This should not happen to anybody at any level for any reason. And this happened to a president. And he had to fight it. He's still fighting it. There's still people. Even today, you know, we saw people are asking, well, how come some networks are reporting this? Even CNN is reporting it pretty clearly, but uh, other networks aren't. Well, Part of it is because MSNBC is probably more in the tank for this than anything else. They were a part of it. A lot of people said, well, a couple of weeks ago, why wasn't Fox News reporting any of the stuff going on with a lawsuit from Dominion voting machines? Because Fox was getting sued for uh, pursuing stories they knew to be false about that. Well, the reason is they're being sued. The reason is they were involved. They probably can't. I don't know how if there's any lawsuits going on here. I don't think there is. But I bet there's lawyers at MSNBC going, hey, we're in some trouble over here because we pushed that story more than anybody else. And it was never true. Not at all true. This is a big deal. You know, uh, Barack Obama was on CBS uh, morning show today and he made some interesting remarks. Here's something he said. The thing that I'm most worried about is the degree to which we now have a divided conversation, in part because we have a divided media. He makes a point there that I think is correct, that we have a divided conversation. I'm curious. I'm curious to know if you're listening and you haven't heard much about this Durham report, or if you're listening and you've heard all about it. You know, a couple of weeks ago when we did the Fox News stuff, Fox News people had heard nothing about that lawsuit. And if you watch CNN or especially MSNBC, you'd heard a ton about it. It With the immigration issue, we're seeing it now in all the stations, but for a while you only saw it on Fox. You didn't see it on CNN and MSNBC. 
and we become very divided be, by our choices of media. This is a huge deal because the thing is about the truth. The thing is about when you don't hear the truth, whether somebody is deliberately lying to you or whether they are telling what they think is true, but it's not really true. You know, sometimes people are just wrong. But whenever we hear something that's not true, that is not accurate, we start to live in a false reality. We start to live, that's, that's why lying is bad. That's why lying to somebody is bad, is that you present them with what is actually a false reality. And reality, actual reality is persistent. It's going to win out. And if you're making decisions based upon information that you have that is not accurate, you are gonna make bad choices because you're not in reality. Reality eventually uh, shows up, and we don't have a media right now that is interested in that, it would seem. And that is hurting all of us. We have to be people who are about what is true, what actually happened. And these are huge deals, the idea that a president colluded with the Russians to uh, overthrow an election. That's a big deal, right? If that's true, everybody should go to jail. Uh, It's not true. So what happens to the people who continuously told that lie, who knew it was a lie? Some people just reported what they thought was true. Other people lied, and they lied constantly about it. Uh, Barack Obama continued with this. Today, what I'm most concerned about is the fact that because of the splintering of the media, we almost occupy different realities. If something happens... In the past, everybody could say, all right, we may disagree on how to solve it, but at least we all agree that, yeah, that's an issue. Now, people will say, well, that didn't happen, or I don't believe that. That's not my truth, people say. That doesn't make any sense, but we are living there. Christians, we can't. We can't be there because we have a truth. We have a truth in Christ. We have a truth that says there's a heaven and hell. We have a truth that says we have a creator, a creator who cares about us, a creator who understands our condition, who understands that we are sinful, understands that we need a savior, understands that we can't earn our salvation like every other philosophy and religion in the world says you can do. We can't. That's what we believe to be true. And whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. That is high and above any other idea that anybody have. It's the greatest of human thought, by the way. Do you know this, that the greatest of all human thought, meaning when you deal with philosophy, you deal with religion, there's a lot of thought out there. Do you take classes? You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show, by the way, the number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Have you ever, have you ever made a decision based on something you knew was a lie, and then you found out later that you made the wrong choice? You know, that's a, that's a lesson that uh, we all have to learn, because that happens sometimes. 888-528-2557 is the number. The highest of all human thought, uh, some people have said, comes from the Gospel of John. And it tells us that Jesus came to be with us. It comes from the idea that says God came here to tabernacle with us, that God answers the questions of philosophy and religion. He answers the questions that human beings have always asked about, is there a God? And if there is a God, then how do I please him? That's philosophy and religion right there. Uh, Jesus said this, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. 
If you really know me, you will know my Father as well, for now you know him and have seen him. And you see Jesus talking about coming to be with us. See, the highest of all human thought is the idea that God would send his Son to live with us, to tell us who he is. That's the difference with Jesus and anybody else, by the way. The difference with Jesus is that Jesus said he's God. He didn't say, I've heard of God. I'm going to tell you about God. I went into a cave. I went out to the forest. I dug something up and I learned something about God. I had a vision about God and I'm going to tell you. He said, I'm God. I'm the way. See, that's the highest possible thought of religion or philosophy, that the maker of everything would actually tell you who he is, that he would show up, that he would be present and tell you who he is. And then he tells you, hey, I'm going to tell you how to get to me. See, he answers the philosophical question, is there a God? Yes. Who is he? He's Yahweh. He's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He's me. Jesus answers all of that. And uh, he answers that philosophical question, why are we here? Why do we belong here? That's That's the greatest of all thought. I don't know if you know that. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Right there. John 1, 14, highest of all human thought in one verse. That's the idea of that being the highest of all thought is that answers the philosophical questions. And next it answers the religious questions. Because you have every society has religion and philosophy, right? Philosophy is what's our religion, right? Do we believe in God or not? Do we believe in what kind of God? How does that work? And once you kind of land there, then you come up with the religion. Well, how do we please that God or how do we please the universe? Or, or if there is no God, how do we make purpose out of a purposeless world? Jesus comes, lives with us, and says, I'm God, and the way you come to me is through the Father. You come to me by having faith in who I am. You come to me because I died for your sins that you're born with, that you can't help it, that you have it. And whoever believes in me has everlasting life, that there is forgiveness that comes from God, not because you've earned it or because you're special, but because I'm special, God says about himself, and I love you. I don't know if you ever think of it that way, but whenever we have these sorts of things go on. Whenever there is untruth in our world, whenever we are surrounded by it, we have to come back to the source of truth is Christ, that the source of, our, of what is actually true is God who made us this way. I got to take a break. This is the Pastor Scott Show. You can join our conversation, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. When we come back, I'll share more about the Durham report and uh, why it's important that we we hold some people accountable, even if there's not a legal method to do it. But in our own minds, we have to hold our media accountable to tell us the truth as far as they can know it. 888-528-2557. This is the Pastor Scott Show. I'll be back as the Tuesday edition continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Uh, This week, we saw cold, hard evidence of the Trump campaign, indeed the Trump family, eagerly intending to collude possibly with Russia, a hostile foreign power to influence American elections. That was Nancy Pelosi in 2017 talking about the uh, Trump-Russia investigation, which, according to the Durham report, and also according to the Mueller report and the uh, other report that came out, the Inspector General of uh, the Department of Justice report, that this didn't happen. 
The Durham investigation that was released yesterday, the report, has some astonishing things to say in it about how this was not even something that should have been investigated at all, that there was zero evidence. And you may not be hearing that. It depends on what station you watch or what newspaper you read, and that's some of the problem. President Obama said this morning that one of the things that disturbs him is that we live with a divided media and we live in divided realities. And the reason that's happening is because we're not being told the truth. And you can't live in reality if you don't have the truth. And the whole idea that there is, you know, your truth and my truth, they can't both be true. Trump could not be somebody who colluded with Russia and somebody who didn't collude with Russia. That's not possible. It, it's one or the other. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557 is the number. Ken in Orange, California. Hey there, this is Ken. I just had a, a brief comment on uh, what we're actually talking about right here. You know, the nature of truth and everything. You know, we do live in such divided times, especially because of the news media and who you watch, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. And um, and I think it's, it's one of those things where uh, with truth being such a divisive subject, as weird as that is to say, I think it's our job, we as Christians, really need to be looking inward and managing our own, our own rhetoric and our own, our own messaging, making sure that that is in line with the truth as well. You know, Scott, I'm a man who believes that uh, thousands of years ago, uh, a peasant man came back from the dead. Is that very believable? Right. That's, a, that's, our, that's what we believe to be true. I mean, that's what you have faith in, that that's there. But that's more important than anything else. See, and that's and something I think, Donnie, appreciate your call to your point is that if we have uh, if we don't if if we are not truthful with other things, then we deny that ultimate truth of Christ. We deny that. You know, it, what it means is if we can't be seen as people who love who love the truth with our political conversation then it's going to be difficult to be seen with credibility with our spiritual conversation. Does that make sense? And that's something that's important. It's important with consistency, even with this story. You know, if you're for Trump or against Trump, you might have strong feelings about these issues, and, and Donald Trump brings that out kind of on all sides. But you've got to also treat the other side, whichever the other side is for you, with the same consistency of truth. 888-528-2557. Steve and Pico Rivera, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Welcome, Scott. Hi, Steve. Even though all of this information has come forward, which you shared was very, very important for the American people to listen to, I'm asking, where is the Department of Justice to create and have justice that has been done by the media and other people on high offices that has created not only a division in our country, mass confusion, and especially created a system of voting that it's very undesirable. Well, I think that the, the, you know, a big piece here, right, is that clearly the FBI, Department of Justice, have taken a big hit. They gave a response, and they said that they made a bunch of changes in 2016, and this wouldn't happen today. I'm not sure that people believe that. In particular, we know that there was a whole bunch of false stories last year in the election with respect to uh, the Hunter Biden laptop, um, where they said that was Russian disinformation. But that was actually disinformation. So we know it's still going on. 
And, uh, you know, I'll read some things here from this report later that said it was very political. And that is the, the ultimate point is that when the the people who are the Justice Department or the people who are supposed to be defending us can pick sides when it comes to truth. Uh, that is very, very troubling and very disturbing. And right now it doesn't look like there will be any real accountability. And that's correct. And that's what's upsetting. You know, I'm a veteran. I fought for this country. Uh, I have a special uh, heart for what I've done for my people, my country, and everybody in the round. But when I'm ready to... To, to vote for a president or people in my office that I vote for. I want accuracy. I want truth. I want to make sure that our, our ideals are well respected. You can vote whoever you like to for your reasons, but accuracy and correct information to be able to make that vote is so important to me. It, it matters a lot. And it's a huge deal. Thank you, Steve, uh, for your call. You know, it's just that same thing, right? It's that if we aren't given the accurate information when it comes to voting or or anything else, then we're not even going to vote the way that we should, right? If and if we don't trust the organizations that are supposed to help us with this, then we're we're not going to trust them even when they are telling us the truth. You know, so that's that's the problem that we're having because we don't trust our institutions in this way. And, you know, there's lots of institutions that are struggling with that. We're dealing with schools, church to a certain degree deals with that. That we have got to be truthful people because without it, everything falls apart. 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. You know, when you take a look at, and if you're just joining us, we're talking about the uh, Durham investigation report that came out yesterday, special counsel that was uh, investigating the investigators for the Trump-Russia fiasco. They came out with some stunning things. You're not hearing this on all of the stations. You're hearing it on some. You're hearing some of it on you seeing on CNN, you're hearing some of it in different places here and there. There's some things I found to be remarkable. Uh, here's what it says. It says the matter was opened as a full investigation without ever having spoken to the persons who provided the information. So somebody gives a tip, right, or something and and it's basically information they couldn't justify. And it was one statement made by somebody who they were already skeptical of. The matter was open as a full investigation without ever having spoken to the persons who provided the information. Further, the FBI did so without, one, any significant review of its own intelligence databases, two, collection and examination of any relevant intelligence from other U.S. intelligent entities, three, interviews of witnesses essential to understand the raw information that it had received, or four, using any of the standard analytical tools typically employed by the FBI in evaluating raw intelligence. That's extraordinary. That is absolutely extraordinary. They opened this investigation in a way that they would have never done. And it continues. Had it done so, the FBI would have learned that their own experienced Russia analysts had no information about Trump being involved with Russian leadership officials, nor were others in sensitive positions at the CIA, the NSA, or the Department of State aware of such evidence concerning the subject. In addition, FBI records prepared by Strzok, who led the investigation uh, in February and March of 2017, show that at the time of the opening of the investigation, Crossfire Hurricane is what it was called, the FBI had no information in its holdings indicating that at any time during the campaign, anyone in the Trump campaign had been in contact with any Russian intelligence officials. That's, that's incredible. This happened to a president. 
you have to if if you're not a Trump fan, you have to turn this around and say, what if they're making it up about our guy? It just can never happen. And it got even further. It started to talk about the Clinton scandals. Remember those? In the 18 months leading up to the 2016 election, the FBI was required to deal with a number of proposed investigations that had the potential of affecting the election. In each of those instances, the FBI moved with considerable caution. In one such matter, FBI headquarters and and department officials required defensive briefings to be provided to Clinton and to other officials or candidates who appeared to be the targets of foreign interference. It said in another, the FBI elected to end an investigation after one of its longtime and valuable investigators went beyond what was authorized and made an improper and possibly illegal financial contribution to the Clinton campaign on behalf of a foreign entity as a precursor to a much larger donation being contemplated. And third, the Clinton Foundation matter, both the senior and FBI department officials placed restrictions on how those matters were to be handled such that essentially no investigative activities occurred during the months leading up to the election. These examples are also markedly different from the FBI's actions with respect to other highly significant intelligence it received from a trusted foreign source pointing to a Clinton campaign plan to vilify Trump by tying him to Vladimir Putin as to divert attention from her own concerns relating to her use of a private email server. It goes on and on, and it starts talking about how they defended the Clinton campaign. And ultimately, this was just a Clinton campaign um, dirty trick that the FBI took and decided to investigate. That's what the Durham report says. There's no evidence. This can't happen to either side. I want you to think about this. Imagine Donald Trump gets reelected president and he decides to fire all the top FBI guys and insert whoever he wants in those roles. And they start going after whatever Democrats he decides he wants revenge against or decides he doesn't like this cannot be how we run our country everybody should be upset about this it's a big deal you're listening to the pastor scott show number is 888-528-2557 when we come back uh, a little bit more on this subject this is uh the tuesday edition of the pastor scott show we'll be right back you're listening to the pastor scott show podcast have any questions or comments email pastor scott now at Pastor Scott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Uh, and but, I think but you admit that, it's uh, a circum- all you have right now is a circumstantial case. Uh, actually, no, Chuck. Uh, I, I can tell you that the case is more than that, uh, and I can't go into the particulars, but there is more than circumstantial evidence now. So, um, again, I think... So you Director have Clapper- seen direct evidence of collusion? Uh, I don't want to go into specifics, but I will say that there is evidence that is not circumstantial uh, and uh, and is very much worthy of investigation. So that was California Congressman Adam Schiff in 2017 commenting on the Trump Russia investigation. Uh, Durham report came out today or yesterday and said that there was never any truth to that should not have even been investigated by the FBI because there was no evidence at all. But an interesting thing that happened is we kept hearing that there's magic evidence, okay? Adam Schiff, uh, in particular, is probably known more for that. He gets pushback. This is all pushback that he's getting from uh, even CNN, even MSNBC. But nonetheless, real evidence is coming forward that just can't be ignored. Uh, So we do know a lot more. I, I think the claims that there was no evidence of collusion have long since fallen away. 
See, they haven't. And that was 2017. Here we go, 2018. Uh, put out uh, a statement and a report basically saying that they found no evidence of collusion between the Trump team uh, and the Russian government. Have Democrats found any evidence of collusion? Uh, yes, we have. Can you agree that there has been no evidence of collusion coordination or conspiracy that has been presented thus far between the Trump campaign and Russia? Uh, no, I don't agree with that at all. I think there's plenty of evidence of collusion or conspiracy in plain sight. See, what I find interesting, you know, sometimes you have to go back and you might have a memory of how things were a certain way when some event was happening. And I didn't even remember that Adam Schiff got pushback from even people in the left media on this subject. I wish people had investigated. I think that's the shame of the media in all of this is that I think at this point they knew that there was nothing to this story, that probably they had been told. Certainly the Mueller report came out and said there was no uh, connection, all of those things. I think they knew it. And yet Adam Schiff continued all the way through, uh, even I heard him say it recently, I couldn't find the clip, but all the way until 2020, he's still saying. George, there's ample evidence of collusion uh, of the campaign and it's... The Senate Intel chairman also said at this point, no evidence of collusion at this point. Have you seen, do you have direct evidence of collusion with Russia? Well, I think there is direct evidence. While there is abundant evidence of collusion, uh, but as I've said along, there's plenty of evidence of collusion. And you've said on this show and others that there is direct evidence of collusion. Were you wrong about that now that you've seen the summary of the Tesla Council's report? And then he says, no, uh, he was wrong. Uh, this is, once again, it's a big deal. And I figure tomorrow we're not going to talk about it. I think that's kind of how this story is going to go. Next week there will be some hearings. But changes have got to be made. And I would say to people who, if you read newspapers and stuff, you've got to write those newspapers. You've got to write them and say, hey, why is this – why are we not at least getting an apology? There used to be a retraction page, right? There used to be a section of newspapers where they would say, hey, we got this wrong, we got that wrong. Uh, you know, The New York Times a few years ago, remember the guy – he wrote all these fake articles. It was totally fake. Uh, and they fired him finally for it. And they actually investigated which articles were fake and how they were fake. And they came out and apologized to their readers. Um, terrible for them to have him doing those stories. Some of them are nuts. But at least they admitted it. At least they came out and said, hey, we're sorry. That needs to be done here. The trust is broken. I, I don't think it was just suddenly broken. I think it has been. I think what happens is in front of us, we have this story that it is uh, probably worse than we even understood. 888-528-2557. BJ in Inglewood. Welcome to Pastor Scott Show. Pastor Scott, I love your attitude. Um, I'm, <laughs> Thanks, BJ. Yeah, I'm a veteran also. And um, see, I was brought up as a Democrat, but I was in during the Vietnam War, and I had never prayed for the country until Nixon was impeached. And that's when I started mm. praying for Republicans. And if Christians would just listen to the word of God, they would pray for our nation. And anything they say about Donald Trump, any lie that they say that's fabricated, people believe it. Don't forget, after Nancy Pelosi was caught getting her hair done, two days later, they came out with that bombshell that Trump said this about the military. I hang out with Marines. The Marines believe it. 
I said, it's a lie. It's a, it's a fake. I said, they, they're, they're taking your mind and getting you to focus on not what reality is. That's what Barack Obama said. But he's also a master of deception. He got up, and Barack Obama, in his own words, said, this is not a Christian nation. And two weeks later, he's in a Christian church singing Christian hymns, and they just went ape over it. Well, Christians I, are not. Go ahead. And don't forget, it was prophesied through Kim Clement back in 1994 that the Roe versus Wade was going to be taken. Yeah. Look how long it took. But this is the reality. We must listen to the Spirit of God. And I've been in several churches where people have got it right in the middle of sermons and talked about little Trump and just, it was just lies from the pulpit. You know, this is what's going on in the black community. It's happening. You know, there's lots of, and I appreciate your call, BJ. Thanks for calling. You know, there is... Lots of statements that are made, particularly today, that are, they're really rooted in opinion. Sometimes they're lies, but sometimes they're just opinion. And we tend to defend, you know, our side, whatever it is. And that's actually the opposite of what Jesus tells us to do, at least initially. He tells us to take the log out of our own eye. See, I think that the more Democrats and Republicans take the log out of their own eye, they're going to see more clearly to take the speck out of the other side. And I think it makes our country better. I think for Christians, we've got to be able to do that. We've got to be able to, you know, there are people who, and Trump is just a a character that I don't think I've ever seen in the way people respond on both sides. You know, to some people, every single thing he ever does or says is wrong. And to other people, every single thing he does is right. And I've had people <clears throat> write me on both sides of that. We can't do that. There's nobody who's completely wrong or right on everything. Uh, we're, we have a philosophy, you know, politically, whatever side you're on, that's going to lean one way or the other, but nobody's perfect. We can't live out that reality. We have to live in the world where everybody's fallen. And you know what you said about praying for our country? We need to do that. We're called by Scripture to pray for our leaders, whether we voted for them or not. And you pray that they don't bring us into chaos, that they don't bring us into this kind of trouble. And it's a serious thing that our government, um, in this case, what you see in the Justice Department, um, they should have just come out and said, there's no case here, we're not investigating. It would have been that simple, this doesn't happen. Who knows what would have happened? You know, it's hard to say what, what uh, would have happened during that period of time. What if it turns out that none of, what if it really wasn't true? What if nothing's true about the Biden and the laptop and all of that? We know the laptop's real, and, but what if ultimately they're going, well, there's no crime here? What if that's ultimately after years of investigation uh, comes about? What if there's a special prosecutor next year? And what if there's all this stuff and then it turns out nothing? What a waste of time. You know, we need the truth to come out now and get it over with. Get it out there. Our media needs to be about that. Stop, you know, protecting one side or the other. Get the information out there. What happened to the reporters? If you're younger and you're listening and you're into journalism, you know, be a journalist, investigate. Don't worry about, you know, where it leads. Just just speak the truth. Just put it out there. And for Christians, we've got to be on that side of the truth because what matters more than anything else is our testimony to people, our testimony to people who are going to hear us testify about Jesus Christ. And if we're not truthful or not kind about anything else, it's going to be hard for them to hear it. It's going to be hard for them to hear from the church when we aren't kind or when we're just so wrong about so many other things. We've got to be truthful. 
you know, throughout the scriptures, you see this message. It's because it's how you live in reality. We have to be in a world where there's more than one truth, where people are living in their own truth and all of that. We, we can't do that because that's not real. Proverbs 18.21 says, the tongue has the power of life and death. You know, what we say, it matters a lot. Proverbs 16.28, a perverse man stirs up dissension and a gossip separates close friends. We've talked about that before. We talked about that a little bit yesterday. You know, what we say, it matters. Uh, it matters a lot. And we have to hold people accountable for what they say, even if they are on our side politically. Even if we wish we didn't have to do it, but we have to call out people when they're not truthful. That needs to be who, and you know what that does? It, it creates credibility. It creates credibility for you with your friends, with the people that God has placed in your life. It creates credibility for your church. It doesn't mean that you're always right. Sometimes you get it wrong. Well, then you say, I got it wrong. Then you say, you know what? What I said about all of this, it just wasn't, it just um, wasn't true. And I'm sorry I got that wrong. You know, I think people respect that. I think they really do. That needs to be something that we're known for. Anyway, this is a big story. I think you should read it. You should know about it. I think it should impact. I don't know that it's going to last. I don't. I think some of it, people think it's already out there, but uh, I don't know that there's really going to be accountability for it at the end of the day. And therefore, I think when that's the case, when you don't have that kind of power, you move on so it doesn't happen again. And everybody should be on the page that this should never happen again to any president, but also to any person. It's a scary thing that the government can do this to a person, to any person. And in this world, you know, it's going to happen. You ever have the government do something crazy to you? I got a bill from uh, the state of California once for $110,000. It was significantly more money than I even make. But they claimed that I never filed my taxes, and they claimed that, uh, you know, I owed this much money. And I thought, wow, I'm, I must be making millions of dollars to owe that much in taxes. It was remarkable. But the weird thing was that I had filed my taxes. I even got a $64 refund. And I remember the $64 because they deposited it right in my account. So I knew they had my – they obviously got my taxes. It was the correct amount. It's a weird, weird time. All right, we are out of time. I see a bunch of calls coming in, but I won't be able to get your calls uh, this hour. We're going to change gears. You can get the podcast by going to kkla.com and click on the Pastor Scott Show podcast. You can also get it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast, and share it with your friends if you like the show and have them tune in. You can send me an email at pastorscott at kkla.com, pastorscott at kkla.com. All right, when we come back for hour two, um, we're just going to talk about some family things. And uh, my son's birthday is today. And uh, maybe you got some advice for uh, teenagers. Do you have any advice for raising teenagers, teenage boys? That's the world that I am entering into now, teenage boys. And it's a different world than it was when I was a teenage boy. We'll talk about that when we come back. The number is 888-528-2557. We'll be back as the Pastor Scott Show Tuesday edition continues. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.